Welcome to Journey Jargon, where we not only walk the talk, we talk the walk each and every week and elaborate how blessed it is to walk with Christ as he lives his life in us, through us, for us, and as us. May the Lord bless you indeed. Thanks for joining us today on this leg of our journey. Well, good morning to you. I'm Kenny Ashley along with Seahouse and Katie Butler. We're here to uh, talk about journey jargon, and uh, we we talked about walking the talk. Well, we're going to talk about our walk in Christ today, and uh, Steve has come up with a good topic today, so I'm going to ask Steve to kind of kick us off today, and uh, and we'll get launched out from there. I think you're going to, I don't know whether you'll enjoy the topic, but it'll be interesting for you. <laughs> well, we wanted to talk about authority today, because that's something that's <clears throat> I think we all kind of struggle with. And I, I looked up the, the definition of authority, and it is the power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. And um, we know that there can be authority or authorities that um, facilitate law and order. There can be an authority whose goal is to gain more and more control. Uh, there's an authority that works for the good of the people, and there's an authority that works for the good of just a few people. So, Kenny, the question is, how do how do we know if we can trust an authority? What do we look to? Uh, you know, I think I think you quoted it a while ago, while we, before we came on the air, uh, about Romans chapter uh, thirteen. Do you have that in front of you, Steve? Yeah, yeah. Kind of read that, and then we'll talk about that. Yeah, that 13, uh, Romans 13, is everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Okay. The ultimate authority is God. And God sets up authorities, and he puts people in place in positions of authority for the good of the people. If you do good, you shouldn't fear authority. If you don't do good, you should fear authority because God has given them the authority to punish and to right people from doing wrongs. And so the way you decide on, on whether the authority fits or not, it's got to line up with God's word. You know, I mean, there are people that are elected to office that that give you misinformation that do not line up with God's word. Uh, one of my big soapboxes uh, that I get on is the abortion thing. You know, we have people in authority who have passed laws that said that babies can be killed, murdered, up until the time of birth. That is certainly not in line with God's word. I mean, you, and, and their argument is, well, babies are just tissue, you know, they, they're really not people, you know, they're not people till after they're born, you know, but what do you do with the scripture? Go back to the scripture to see if it lines. In Psalm 139, it says, where God knit me together in my mother's womb, God himself is knitting me together. So I'm just a blob of tissue to him as he knits me together. No, I was chosen in him before the foundation of the world in Christ to be holy and blameless before him. 
God knew me before I ever became tissue, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when when an authority tells you, okay, this is right to kill babies in the womb, no, it is not. Then we have a right to not to obey that authority. If they asking you to, okay, we're gonna pay taxes. Okay, Jesus paid taxes to the very government that strung him up. You know, Jesus didn't rebel against that. Uh, everybody thought Jesus was a big radical. They said, Jesus, who would pay taxes to Caesar? He said, give me a coin. He said, and he said, look at this coin. Whose picture is that? He said, that's Caesar's. Okay, that belongs to Caesar. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Give to God what belongs to God. When it crosses the line where Caesar thinks he's God and can violate what God says in his divine order, then we have a right to not obey. But we had talked earlier about as we look at the elections that are coming up on November third, we need to be as Christians. We need to be paying a bit a close, more closer attention to who those people are that we're electing, and instead of just standing back and saying, "Well, I'll vote party line or whatever," we need to be really looking at those individuals and right. see where they stand up. Right. Exactly right. Uh, and this thing about the church shouldn't get involved in politics. I want you to think about that for a minute. You know, and Timothy, you know, Paul told Timothy, I want you to pray for kings and princes and those in authority so that you might live quiet, godly, peaceable lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pray for them. Pray for them. Okay, I, I'm gonna, I'm going to go back. You should not only just pray for them after they get into office and, and achieve a position of authority. You should pray for those people that are going to be placed in positions of authority. See, that's what we don't do. You know, there's people who say, well, I, you know, I just let them be elected and I'll pray for them after they elect. If Christians do not look at the people that are going to be placed in authority, to make decisions that's going to determine the direction and course of our life, we're leaving it up to godless people to decide there's not going to pay any attention to what God wants, and they're going to put them in positions of authority where we're going to be oppressed to obey laws that do not line up with God. Christians need to vote. It's a shame. It is a disgrace that 25 million People who claim to be evangelical Christians didn't even bother to vote in 2016. Well, they didn't like any of them. Pull feathers. What difference does that make? Somebody's going to be in office. Well, you, you, well, both of them are bad. There is a lesser of evils. Somebody's going to be in office. And you need to pick out one of them that's going to obey God more than others would be better than just not do anything at all. The only thing for e- that we need to do for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing. And that's what's happened in our culture. And we become, think about it from a political point of view. <laughs> you think about this. During the time of Abraham Lincoln, do you know what party owned all the slaves? The Democrats. They were the one pitching the fits about the slaves because they were all slave owners that ran their farms. It's the Republicans who set the slaves free. It was Abraham Lincoln, Republican. Now you come down here, all of a sudden you move into the, 
it, it's it's all changed, you know. Now it's the Republicans who want to put people back in slavery. And who are the members of the Ku Klux Klan? The Democrats. I'm not being political here. I'm just stating facts. The Democratic Party that my mom and dad and my mother-in-law grew up with is not the Democrats of the day. Both parties have changed. You know, they, they've gone. You can't base your decisions on ideologies or parties. They change. They change ideologies. They change the way you see them. But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, forever. He never changes. He never changes. But you, but still, we got people, well, I was born a Democrat. I was born a Republican. I'm going to be a Republican until I die. You can't do that. You've got to take the people that are running for offices, no matter what denomination they are, what, what whether Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, you've got to see which one of those is going to line up closer with God's Word. And it, it don't matter who it is. I don't care if you've been a lifelong Republican. You know, I'd vote Democrat or Republican or whatever based on the person that I think is going to use his authority in godly ways. But we don't do that. You notice on television how we have the little lines up there and they have people talking. They have the Republican, the Democrats, the Independents, and all that stuff. And they have, they listen to a talk by one of them and they ask him a question. And no matter what the guy says, they base what the person says on what party they are. I mean, for example, you can have a Democrat say, I love Jesus and Jesus is Lord and I'm going to govern according to Christian principles. The Republicans say, I don't like that. Pure and simply because a Democrat said it. Mm -hmm. That's why we're in our situation that we're in. Yeah. You know? I think part of the trick is today we, you can't rely on the media as the place where you get the information on each of the candidates. No. You, you got to do your own research. You, you got to dig in and um, collect independent information. You know, I have a question for both of you. I don't know who would have the better answer, but when you guys started talking about authority and having it line up with biblical and godly uh, principles and precepts and stuff, um, what about the people that, you know, are Christians, are believers, who very much feel that one person rather than the other, like, let's say Joe Biden, for example. What if this Christian who's a dear friend of yours who you respect in the faith says, listen, I've gone over this through the word, and I believe that, that Joe Biden is the guy. So I ask only that because I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit, because I know that you guys are Trump supporters, which is, you know, nothing wrong. Not, everything's cool. Um, so, yeah, what would you say to that? I would say you should vote if you've done your research mm -hmm. and that's what you, who you believe in your heart. Mm -hmm. That's who you should vote for. But you need you need to check it out and look at records. You need to go back. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, what does Joe Biden have to say about abortion? What does Donald Trump have to say about abortion? 
what is their stance on abortion and pro-life pro-choice? Yeah. Like, you know, what, yeah. is, what is this? Uh, and, and I'm going to get real controversial here. Oh, please. I'm going to get real controversial here. We talk about pro-choice being respect for, for women's rights. I'm all for women's rights. But what about the right of the defenseless unborn baby? Yeah. Okay. All right, let's, let's say. But what if she was raped? She had no choice in that. And I think women need to be responsible. If you're going to have sex, there's a possibility you're going to get pregnant. Take responsibility for that. Don't have the baby and say, well, now it's going to cramp my lifestyle, so now I'm going to kill the baby because it's cramping my lifestyle. Well, well, okay, I can understand. But what about rape? What about rape? Did this sneak up on God? Did God not before the creation of the world know that that was going to happen and there was a child that was going to have life that was going to be a creation of God? Did it catch God by surprise? No. Don't kill the baby. Have the baby. There are people standing in line to have babies, to raise in godly homes. If you don't want it, you think it was awful that you were ready, still have the baby. Don't kill the baby. Yeah, that's just that's my opinion. But I, I just look at it from, yeah, it, it's just the things that are important to God. You do not touch the things that are important mm-hmm. to God. Yeah, yeah. Life is very important exactly. to God, and, and we we talk about you know I think it's awful that they burned their babies in the lap of Molech back Israel did, and God judged them for that. Mm-hmm. I think that's awful. We've killed 60 million babies mm-hmm. in our culture since 1970 when it was legalized. 60 million. God only knows how many before then. Mm-hmm. But 60 million babies. He said, well, well, we didn't burn them. You stick saline solution in them, that saline solution just burns them up. And they just suck them out and throw them in the trash. Mm-hmm. I hate to be crass like that. That's what happens. Yeah. People just think, oh, well, it's just tissue. And no, it's not tissue because God knit us together mm-hmm. in my mother's womb. So is that just a glob of tissue that the God of the universe is spending his time creating and it's only a glob of tissue that's not going to matter at all? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, you know, this authority thing, they came up, the disciples came up in the Sanhedrin, told them, don't talk, don't preach in this guy's name anymore. Yeah. Don't do it anymore. We're telling you, it's not going to be good for you. And they said, well, you know, I'm sorry, but I mean, we, we get, whether it's obey God or man, we're going to obey God. Mm-hmm. And they flogged them and sent them out. They had, in that day and time, if they continued to do that, they could be killed. Absolutely. So am I going to obey their authority? Because Jesus said, go throughout the whole world, tell them about me. Mm-hmm. God said that. And they said, no, don't you do that. Oh, okay. We're going to do what y'all tell us. I know God God told us to do different, but we're going to do it. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a modern-day thing with John MacArthur, who's got thousands of people in his church yeah. out in California. They said, you can't meet. Shut you down. John MacArthur said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. But even more so as you see the day approaching, and the day is approaching rapidly, right. more rapidly than it ever has. He didn't. He didn't stop meeting. Mm-hmm. They had didn't wear masks. They didn't social distance. They have not had one episode of a COVID mm-hmm. since they met. They're doing it God's way. Yeah. And the government has fined them 
every day when it is not law. It's just a government guideline to say, nope, you can't meet. But they're finding them every day. Recently, they lost their parking lot <clears throat> that they've been using for 30 years. The government took away their lease. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, what? A, so, oh, okay. So if you don't take away, we'll, we'll stop meeting. We'll take away our parking lot. No, you can't do that. Mm-mm. That is a violation of what God specifically right. says in his word. That's when you have a right to disobey authority. Right, like the underground church in China or in North Korea or places right. like that. They did not stop meeting, although they will kill their families. They, they will. And yes. them, like, if, <clears throat> if they happen upon one of these meetings, it is certain death. Yeah. But they understand just how valuable the assembly is Absolutely. and getting together and practicing your faith together and being in the presence of God by being in the presence of each other. And and I'm going to get controversial again. You, you go back to this thing where out of all the places that those people in authority, mm-hmm. that we put in authority, or you put in authority because you didn't go vote, are telling you that church is not essential. Walmart is essential. Lowe's is essential. Home Depot is essential. Liquor stores are essential. Abortion clinics are essential. Church, can't make it. The coronavirus, is you, you just spread it all over the world. If the church meets, can't have funerals, can't have weddings, can't have anything to do where God's people get together but that God created us to do to fellowship. Exactly. But, I mean, you can go just mingle with Walmart and Lowe's or whatever all you want to, and it just don't seem to spread there. You know, but church, that's different. You know, and they shut down people who are trying to make a livelihood. Yeah. Like beauty shops and those small businesses. But Walmart blows good. Mm-hmm. Say that this is what I'm talking about. This is what we get when we don't get involved in politics, which is the choosing of people that are gonna be placed in authority. That's right. I mean, we better wake up, get our head out of the sand, and start questioning everything that comes down the pipe. Everything. Trust no one. It's like that little boy at Costco had the T-shirt on. It said, trust no one. But then when I looked at it, it had trust number one instead of no one. It was in little old period, number one. Well, you can look at that as yourself. Or you can look, for me, it's God. We, be, we better trust number one. Yep. Yeah. That's right. And we should trust no one. But we should trust number one. And and if people say something, don't take it for face value. You know, the Bible said the Bereans were more noble than the Thessalonians because they every day they listened to what Paul and Silas taught and studied the scriptures to see if what they were telling them was the truth. They didn't take it for granted what Paul and Silas was saying. They went and checked it out in Scripture. We've got a culture that checks nothing out. Mm-hmm, right. I, I mean, it, it's just we we question the stupid things. I can tell you that there is one point six eight nine quadrillion trillion billion million stars in the universe, and you'll say, "Oh, isn't that something?" But you can put a on a park bench, wet paint, and you got to touch it to see if it's true. <laughs> But you'll take it for granted in what I'm telling you, how many stars? 
Oh, that's true, but you can't trust a park bench. We're stupid. We're just absolutely stupid. Need to start. Reagan said, trust and verify. I'm saying verify, 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 then trust. Don't even trust to begin with. Yeah. Verify, 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 then trust. That's the kind of culture we live in. Tim Scuba. But anyway. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, man. But anyway. We'd like to hear your thoughts. You can go to our website. You can put your thoughts down. Tell us what you think, and uh, we'll be glad. Thank you for joining in with us today. I thank Steve and Katie for their insights and stuff. We're going to be talking about stuff that God has to say about our culture and what's going on and how God wants our culture to line up with him rather than making our culture line up with mm -hmm. Make God line up with them. So. Right. And people may not agree with us. They may not agree with us, and that's, that's okay. That's okay. okay. And the way I look at that, if they want to be wrong, that's their prerogative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just joking. But anyway. but anyway, we'll see you next time for our next Journey Jargon. And thank you for listening in. If you like the podcast, please, please, please share it with other people. We're just trying to get the truth out. And we're on a journey to do that. And hope you'll tune in next time.